Smith's Falls. Welcome to Smith's Falls on Smith's Falls podcast that is made in Smith's Falls for Smith's Falls and about Smith's Falls. Today on the show, I have Mr. Logan Brown. Logan is actually one of the first people I ever met when I moved to town. Uh, when I uh, when I worked with him on the Rise Yoga Festival, he came in and he was the music entertainment. But Logan has switched gears recently, and he has moved from music to stand-up comedy, something he describes as his first love, and he's making a go at it. So it was really interesting to reconnect with Logan and hear how his story is unfolding. Logan also has a show coming up. It is Comedy Night at Bowie's, uh, 20 Russell Street East in Smith Falls. Comedy Night at Bowie's, live comedy with Al Babcock and Logan Brown and more. He talks about it in the show, but I wanted to plug it up here right front. Doors at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. showtime, and you can get tickets through Logan via his uh, Eventbrite. Go to Eventbrite and just search Smith Falls and you'll find Comedy Night there. Uh, with him and Al Babcock. That's Sunday, November 7th at Bowie's. A little warning, listeners, as you uh, carry on with this episode, maybe don't play it in front of the kids. This is a, uh, I'm interviewing a stand-up comedian here, and sometimes we get into some racy topics and use some use some strong language. This show is already marked as adult and explicit on, uh, on podcast sources, libraries, and catalogs. Um, and we don't, we don't do a lot of censorship here. We record these late at night and, uh, we're all adults here, and sometimes we get a little immature, but this show is just a, a little bit extra, thanks to Logan. Um, and I love it, and it's great. But be forewarned, don't play this one for the kiddos, okay? So, before we get to our, uh, at times here and there, raunchy conversation with Mr. Logan Brown, I would like to bring you a message from our sponsors... The episode today is brought to you by the Arts Hub. The Arts Hub is a art gallery and a gift shop where you can get local art. But it doesn't stop there. The Arts Hub just uh, finished their first workshop this October, and they are bringing you their second workshop. The first one was all about paper making. The next one is by one of the Arts Hub's own exhibitors. Angie from Unwind Sewing and Crafts is coming in to do a sewing workshop. Now, this is for all you people who own a sewing machine, have used it a little bit, but don't really feel like you really know how. You want to get started. You want to get going more. Come in. It's a B-Y-O-M, bring your own machine. And Angie is going to show you how to work it, the different stitches, the different tips, the different tricks. Pricing-wise, it's $45 or two people for the single price of $80. Bring your own machine. Make sure it's in reasonable good working order. And learn the basics of sewing while making a seasonal decorative 8 by 8 throw pillow. The workshop is run by Angie Bolzma of Unwind Sewing and Crafts. You can check her workout and follow her on Instagram at the account at Unwind Crafts. And that is happening on Saturday, November 20th from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. If you are interested in booking a spot for that, please visit theartshubsf.com or check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Send them a message and reserve your spot for the sewing workshop at the Arts Hub. 
And this episode is also brought to you by Northwood Music. Northwood Music is a local Smiths Falls record label bringing you music from many Smiths Falls local musicians, among other musicians. Madden Grace, Amber McLean, Elmsley, three acts that are putting music out through Northwood Music. So check out northwoodmusic.ca and support local in your music listening habits, among other things. Local, local, local. But it doesn't just stop at the music you listen to. You can get merch, local artist merch through northwoodmusic.ca. Get that sweet t-shirt. Go to shop.northwoodmusic.ca and you can save on any of the merch there by using the code podcast10. You'll get a 10% discount on merch from Northwood Music Artists at shop.northwoodmusic.ca using the discount code podcast10. Go there now and shop, shop, shop. All right, that's enough for sponsor talk, folks. On to my hilarious conversation with Mr. Logan Brown. Two, two, ooh. Oh, there There you are, Logan. There we go. So, you got a drink? Yes, sir. We both got some chips. Bubbly. Buble. I love that campaign. I think that I I love that commercial. It's perfect. Sitting in the, in like the hall. Yeah. Not the hall, but the aisle. Right. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. With a, with a Sharpie (laughs) changing all the bubblies to bubles. (laughs) Like fucking, it's like the campaign was, uh, it's like they started the company with him in mind at some point. I feel like somebody was like, you know, you know, it'd be amazing. Like right. obviously not going to happen, but yeah. if we just, if we got fucking Buble in here yeah, and like yeah. fucking made a joke about him being Buble, bubbly, Buble, haha. Like, yeah. 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 But what are we really going to do? Yeah. And yeah. someone was like, no, <laughs> we will, <laughs> fucking, yeah. we will get Buble. And it's a good, it's a really good <clears throat> seltzer water too. I'm a, I'm a seltzer connoisseur cause yeah. I don't drink. Mm-hmm. So it's like, right. I need there needs to be the perfect balance of like the flavoring with the carbonation yep. and everything like that. And I mean, Pepsi, PepsiCo, they've got it down with this bubbly yeah, water. So you're, you know? you're, is bubbly your number one then? Bubbly is pretty, you know what? The president's choice ones are creeping up though. Cause they're a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. You can get like a 12 pack instead of a six pack, the way yep. bubbly kind of does their thing. It's like a dollar less and they got more like variety, mm-hmm. more like traditional soda flavors. I've like, tried some of those ones. Yeah, yeah. Like the cream soda ones are pretty yeah. good. The, I tried the cream soda. I tried the uh, root beer. Yeah, the root beer is good. The cherry one, the cherry vanilla. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's yeah. freaky almost. Yeah. We just bought a, um, what is it? The soda stream where you press it and it makes oh, the, yeah. yeah, I know yeah. the soda stream. Those things are pretty dope. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm you know, fucking. Yeah, I'm I buy good. those canisters two at a time. Yeah, yeah. They're. So you into like the stir at all then? No, what's the stir? That's how you can make your basically your own flavored bubbly shit at home. Actually, it's a little different because it's not just like essence okay. like that. There's sweetness to it, right? But it is uh, like artificial. Well, we do buy the little bubbly packets for the Soda Stream specifically because you can get the little flavor, like the little bubbly makes their own packets. Yeah, yeah. For I Soda was, Stream, I was not aware of Dude. that. It's a fucking game changer, man. Like and bubbly brand. Packets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have wow. like I think actually we have the pineapple and yeah. the cherry at yeah. home. So yeah, yeah. I use stir, right. and there's like there's a whole bunch. Like you can get like a. We're on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> figured, we've st- we've started when we started pontificating yeah. over seltzer water. I figured L- we were in it. Logan Logan Brown is on the podcast, folks. Uh, just reminding myself to. Uh, 
to to catch the intro, Mr. Logan Brown. Woo. Uh, we'll get to your story, but yeah. But right now, I'm kind of interested in this seltzer talk. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to miss a beat there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, fucking game changer too is if you're going into Bed Bath and Beyond has them, but they have fucking everything. But if you go into little coffee shops yeah. and you buy their syrups. Yeah. You can just put those in the bubbly water too. Yeah. You got to pick and choose because we have pumpkin spice. I wouldn't recommend making pumpkin right. spice soda. I mean, yeah. you can try it. I'm not going to like fuck around. Like, yeah. Life is a bit. We are, we're only on this rock for like 75 Yolo. to 100 years, anyways. Like, Yolo. have a might pumpkin well have spice. Some, we have pumpkin spice, everything else. We but, might, as well, might as well have some pumpkin spice uh, yeah. seltzer. But for like three bucks, you can buy like one of those huge, like, you know, 750, 500 milliliter mm. things of you know fucking cherry or, yeah. or uh, cream soda yeah see we go with the stir because it's sugar-free right and we're big in we're, That's, b- we're big on the sugar-free options i'm i'm in our all house. that shit too so beyond that it's not like sucralose or aspartame right. or something else that was named in a lab right it's stevia oh. like plant extract yeah so we like that one that's the shit man. we get uh my favorite is, there's two yeah. that are my favorites uh, there's a pineapple coconut. Yeah. It's like a pina colada kind of deal. Yeah. And then there's a strawberry watermelon. You're a tropical motherfucker, aren't you? I like tropical. See, like you're white on the outside, flavors. but you're Jamaican as shit on the inside, aren't you? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe now. Yeah. yeah. I rem- maybe now. I remember the first time I ever went out for Jamaican food. Right. It was uh, Caribbean flavors, I think was the name of the place. Yeah. Place in Ottawa in Somerset. Oh, Okay, yeah. And I went there for roti. Ooh. And this place is, I mean, I think perhaps perhaps Jamaican cooks are just famous for this as Jamaican cooks. Right. But I know that this place was famous for how fucking long they take to get you your food. But like, <laughs> it was spun around like, like, like turning the negative into a positive thing. It's right. like fucking worth the wait. Yeah, yeah, no. And it was like they had like a newspaper article on the wall saying... Good food worth the wait. Yeah, at Caribbean flavors. That's a that's a black thing. If you go yeah. like if you get Nigerian food too, yeah. or, or like Ghana, if you go yeah. if you get like uh, like jollof rice, it, yeah. they take fucking the kitchen timers but are set so, to island time. It's so good. Yeah, you know, it's the best. Like I've tried to replicate jollof rice. Yeah, I mean I'm also <clears throat> half. So mm-hmm. like every now every time I'm adding an ingredient, the Irish half of me is like right. add a potato, so, yeah. you know. So I like yeah. I have to stop myself yeah. a little bit, but yeah. fucking I'll ruin the recipe. But yeah. yeah, get it if you get it from the source though. Yeah, back then I wasn't too into spicy foods. Really, and I the guy the waitress took our orders. We're like, yeah, we both want a roti. She's like, okay, and then she forgot to ask whether we wanted it like how, what spice level oh, no. we wanted it. Yeah. And so the cook came out. Like, I don't know what happened to the waitress. She just left or what? That was her one order to take for the night. But the, he didn't look too happy that he had to come out and fuck with the order because he's not the waiter. He's the cook. Right, right. And so he sauntered out. He didn't even, like, come all the way to our table. He yeah. just kind of, like, made up for the distance with added volume. And uh, he, he was like, how hot you want it? And my buddy, my buddy who was there was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take a medium. Yeah. He's like, okay, what do you, how about you? And. I said, I'll have a mild, and he looked at me, and am I allowed to do patois if I'm telling a story? 
I mean, I I don't speak for all black people. Certainly, as a Nigerian, I don't speak for any Jamaican people. But like, fucking, I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody in Smith Falls is going to cancel yeah, you on Twitter. Right, like, right. Am I more likely to get canceled? Plus, plus, like white people have Jamaican, like white people that are born in the Caribbean right. have the accent. So it's right. not like a like black people don't go yo man. Like it's like just Jamaican people have that accent. There's tons of white people that are from. I knew a, a chicken right. in public school. I was from Trinidad. Talk like that. She made you look like fucking Kanye West. Yeah. Like she was so white, but yeah. she had that accent. So fuck it. Well, in any case, uh, I was like, yeah, I'll mild. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, you look like a mild boy. <laughs> like, oh, just been emasculated. Like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> like, <laughs> now, now I'll sit here for an hour waiting for my food. McDonald's is one. down the mild road. Boy. Like, <laughs> My old boy. I started eating spicy food like next yeah. week, like the week after that. It was like, I'm yeah. like, fucker, call me mild again. It's good for you too, though. Oh, it's like, great for you. Yeah, I love spicy so food good. now. I love, yeah. love, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the Frank's extra hot. Yeah, man. That's that's yeah. the shit. That's the... I got a jar of uh, ghost pepper sauce oh, in my fridge. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Especially, man, like Jamaican stuff because they have that scotch bonnet. Like ghost pepper is definitely more mm. volatile than a scotch bonnet. Scotch well, bonnet. Scotch bonnet has the best tang to it though. yes tangy yeah, yeah. tangy that's yellow the, that's the secret because you get do get these free especially with hot ones you get mm-hmm. these freaks that are like it's all spice all the time and yeah, it's yeah. like no it, you want to taste it like you want there's a, a comedy sure. club well, comedy club it's a restaurant that, that they host an open mic uh, every thursday called meow that's hot it was a, a hot sauce they made hot sauce and the hot sauce got so popular that they decided to open up a restaurant that showcases the hot sauce nice but when I tried their hot sauce, it was exactly that thing. The flavor is ten out of ten, mm-hmm. and then it happens to be hot on top yeah. of it. You know, it's not you're not going in there like it's some freak of nature. As yeah. soon as it touches your tongue, you got the gun to your head because you don't want to live anymore because yeah, it's so hot. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's it, like that seems to be a creation of like 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 people who got into hot sauce right. and they're like now now I want hotter. I'm ready for hotter. I'm ready for hotter. It's yeah. Like, well, it's not a contest, well, really. It all the like... peppers now are they're genetically like everything after ghost pepper, like the Reaper, the Carolina Reaper, mm-hmm. uh, Pepper X. They're all genetically yeah, modified they're all hybrids to be, and stuff. Yeah, and it's like yeah, let's it's... mix these together and hope that the new one's hotter. Yeah, it's fucked, man. I'm not. I'm not for any of that stuff. Yeah, I don't want to like... like. I I I don't pay fourteen hundred dollars a month in my apartment to like only be on the toilet you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. i want to use the rest of the space as well mm-hmm. so. totally yeah. yeah my favorite hot sauce i ever had i think was in uh costa rica Ooh, ooh, so good yeah because every little place you go to makes their own in-house stuff oh right and that's what i like is the variety yeah i want to try this one and that one and this one and that one i know some people they'll they'll they're like yeah i love hot sauce i eat shiraka sauce on like everything right and no other hot sauce will do yeah it's a kick-ass hot sauce i love it it's a go-to of mine but i'm not only gonna eat that yeah 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 for i sure. like them all yeah i'll but next time because i do i do spots pretty frequently at meow so next time i'm there i'll pick you up some let's they have like a grapefruit hot oh, sauce oh, it's like yeah. it's sweet but it's it's got kick to it yeah please do. as long as you're not I got allergic a full of hot sauce perfect and, well I'll, I'll pick yeah. i'll pick you up some because they you you would definitely you, you jive with this stuff yeah for sure. i used to bring home there i still i've been to costa rica like three times and every time i've gone i've stayed just outside this little uh surfing town called dominical okay and there's a bar in Dominical. The bar is basically the town yeah. of Dominical. 
It's just, it, it's a bar and there's some hippies living on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's Dominical. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they, 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 they fill up their old like whiskey bottles with right. a hot sauce they make. So it's this huge fucking bottle you get. Yeah. And it's five bucks for oh. a bottle. Okay. And, like I would go down to Costa Rica once a year and the bottle would last me a year <laughs> until I went back to get a new bottle the next year. Right. It's great. Mike's hotter than Hades hot sauce. Hotter than Hades hot sauce. Yeah. Okay. All right. Beauty. You gotta go to. You have to go to Dominical to get it, though. Okay. You can't order it online. Can't find it in the grocery store. Yeah. They only sell it in this one tiny little surfing town. Well, five dollars for a year's supply. Like, there's. How would you do the shipping for that? Like, just from an economic perspective, it doesn't make any sense. Other than if you're going to the place. Yeah, I, and, you know. I think. I think if you get a good deal on a flight, you'd be further ahead to just like go down yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. Get a case and yeah. and put it in your. Put it in your checked baggage. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. You travel much? Uh, not, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really a big travel guy, anyways. Like doing the music thing, I was mostly yeah. like the four hundred one stretch. But I, you know, I mean, you know me, I was doing it full time. Yeah. So it was any bar that would, if I, if I played outside of the Ottawa Valley, it was only because I felt like it. Yeah, you know, like you can find tons of bars that would pay you two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks. Yeah. on a weekend to do four hours worth of covers and fucking yeah, and get collect tip. You know what I mean? Like you can make your living in the valley very easily. Yeah. It, it, if I wanted to go to Kingston or Toronto, it was only because I wanted to do a road trip and yeah. wanted to feel like a real musician and to go on tour again. Yeah. But yeah, it was mostly just like in the area. Well, like you said, I do know you, but yeah. some of our listeners may not. Right, right. So we've said your name, Logan Brown, but uh, let's, why don't we give him a little more backstory? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. I got into uh, comedy at a really early age. I was nine when I wanted to fucking do it, but yeah. I, there's no material when you're nine years old, so I figured I would get into music instead. It was a way for me to still be on stage and do my thing. Um, and I got pretty good at music. I got pretty good at playing the guitar. And then when I figured out that I could, you know, sing as well, it was kind of natural for me to start fronting a band. And then yep. when I figured out that I could make 300 bucks a night fronting a band, I figured I could also make 300 bucks a night doing it by myself. And that became a career for almost 10 years. Um, I did a whole bunch of shit. Like, you know, I was with uh, my, my fiance. Um, we were a jazz duo mm-hmm. for, for quite some time, toured all up and around ontario into quebec into montreal a little bit open for some cool people you know uh she sang with michael buble uh opened up for lord opened up for howard jones if you guys are fucking into the 80s synth pop that was the shit right there tea party uh carol pope you know because fucking canadian legend well i guess howard's the uk and then again just was just trucking away on my merry way doing uh pub gigs and shit like that and the apocalypse happened and i needed to change careers and I got a job at Canada Post delivering parcels and mail and everything like that. And for a time, I knew I didn't want to get back into music because I knew it was sucking. Once I couldn't make money at it anymore, mm-hmm. which is no no musician should feel like this. But once I knew that I couldn't make money at it anymore, I realized that I didn't really want to play Wagon Wheel. But I also didn't ra- want to write music either. I didn't mm-hmm. was, just wasn't feeling like being the sensitive singer-songwriter type. Yeah. I didn't want to front a band. And I had tried... Um, after you know during covid to like put a band together and ended up just kind of like wasn't really working i'd also got diagnosed with adhd at the time and Mm -hmm. had like 
several panic attacks surrounding that. You, unfortunately, were privy to one when I was trying to do some marketing for you, and then I ended up shutting down completely as a human for like two whole weeks. Thank you for checking in with me, by the way. No fucking nobody else did, so (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, But I knew I didn't want to just not do anything. Like, I knew... There was something more because I'd in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe I should maybe I'm one of those guys. Maybe I'm one of those guys that I'm just being sucked into what the world is right now that everybody needs a side hustle. But maybe I should just make 60K a year and go on vacation and then die. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what's set for me. But I knew maybe two weeks into thinking like that, that that wasn't what was on the in the cards for me. And then two months ago, I got on stage for the first time at Bowie's. I just went down and I'm like, I'm just going to do the open mic. And I must have sat there drinking Diet Pepsi for a good like three hours while everybody else went on stage and did some singing. And Pat would come by and he'd be like, are you going to get up? Do you like, do you want to borrow my guitar? And I'm like, no, I'll get up, but I don't, I don't want to borrow your guitar. And then finally I was just like, do you think I could get up and do some stand up? And it went well. I mean, listening back to the tape now. It didn't go as well as I thought it went the yeah. first time I was up, but it went well enough for me to be like, I'm fucked. I have to do this for the rest of my life yeah. now. And we're two months later, man. And I'm like, I've been getting up three or five times a week. Uh, you know, I've been doing more good sets than shitty sets. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a bomb for me. I've, I've only had to suffer through that twice. Again, mm-hmm. I'm still super new, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the material is coming really easy. I'm getting a lot of compliments from my peers, some that have been doing it only a year longer than me, some that have been in the business and are yeah. like paid regulars for yucks. Um, it's fantastic. So well, getting out and grinding is the name of that game, right? You yeah, just, man. Well, you, you can't just... practice. It's exactly. not like, it's yeah. not like guitar or like playing the drums yeah. or anything where I can just sit and, you know, and, and, Performing is different. Like when you're practicing, you know, a passage or something like that. When you're playing by yourself, any musician will tell you it's infinitely harder when you get on stage and you're doing it in front of people. But you still have a general idea. Whereas for me, if I'm practicing, if if I'm writing, I think it's funny, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to eloquently put that energy out there until I get on stage and I'm like, please God. Like, Lord, let this bit work, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I wrote it about the history of milk, and it can go either way. <laughs> so, like, you know, but it's been going well, so. So, at what point um, since, like, thinking, hey, I think there's something else I want to do, and to getting to your first time on stage, at what point did you start saying, I am a stand-up comedian? It was after the first time. After, like the next day? Yeah, like, was that's what I am now. I yeah. am this. Because it wasn't a, and uh, there are tons of comedians, but like I'm not into that. Even even back in the music days, I was never into that gatekeepy bullshit. So like, yeah. am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, I wasn't into the whole gatekeeping thing. So it, for me, calling myself a comedian isn't like I'm a comedian because I was paid over $50 for a gig and I've been doing it X amount of years. When I say... I got on stage and I got off stage and I was like, fuck, I'm a comedian. I mean it in like, that's what God put me on this planet to do. A son yep. of a bitch. Like, I found the purpose. God damn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why couldn't I just gone to university and got a fucking accounting degree and made like 100K, mm. you know, like slowly lost love of my wife over the course of a 50-year marriage and then died? Like, why couldn't that have been what was in the cards for me? I have to be a fucking artiste. So, but... uh yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been going great. No complaints here. You know, it's I mean, yeah, you know, I'm a little I, tired. When but. I took up drums, that's how I felt. Yeah, about drums. It was yeah. like I bought my first kit on a whim. Like it was like I was a guitar player, right? And I was a singer, 
and my one of my old drummers from my old bands he got new drums and he's like oh, i got this shitty old kit you want it like I've, I've taken half of it apart apart trying to mess with it it's, it's junk i bought it for 50 bucks it was right. barely playable but i put it down in my basement and just thought you know this this is an exercise bike yeah but my kind of exercise bike i'll hop I'll never use it in, right, other, in right. other words, like, yeah. but it's there yeah. and I can say I use it. Maybe I'll hop on, you know, maybe I'll hop on it right. once or twice, but I got it home and then I didn't leave my house for two weeks. Oh, wow. I just locked. I was locked in my basement playing drums. Yeah. So I had a similar moment. I'm like, I'm a fucking drummer now. Like I can't do, I can't do right. anything else. Yeah. But for me, I felt weird then going out and being like, yeah, I'm a drummer. Yeah. Cause I'd never played with anybody. Right. I'd never played a show. Yeah. And I didn't actually know how to play the drums yet. I liked trying. Yeah. But I couldn't do, like, two weeks in, I couldn't really do a whole lot. So it was like, it took me a while. And then also, like, being a a band guy where, like, those roles are so defined. Right. You know, bass player, drummer, guitar player, singer. Right. I was like, I'd always been a guitar player. So for me to, like, stop saying, yeah, I'm a guitar player and be like, I'm a drummer. It took me, like, Took me a good, I think about six months of yeah. being a drummer before I felt comfortable uttering those words. Right, so right. I'm, I'm a drummer now. Yeah, I'm a drummer. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, like, it I, it just hits you, right? Like it's a, you, there's, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're just it, it just something cosmic comes along, and I don't know anybody's any of your listeners' beliefs out there, or whatever. Like, I'm a I would consider myself as Christian as somebody who doesn't practice, barely, you know, doesn't know how to do the fucking thing, the, the cross thing uh, at all. Somebody who swears like a trucker and has, hasn't been to church since I was two. Um, but I believe that there was some type of divine thing that came out of the sky and fucking shook me and was like, this is the thing. Like, don't yeah. fuck this up, you know? Yeah. So, you know, what can you say? Yeah. <laughs> so what's, uh, I mean, what would you tell people then at this point? I mean, maybe you're still, maybe you're still figuring it out to some extent. I yeah. Think, I think all comedians are probably on a constant evolution. Right. But right. what's your, like, what kind of comedian are you? What can people expect? What's your kind of jam? What's your kind of humor? You know, is yeah. it, what's the deal with airplane peanuts? <laughs> or are you, or are you screaming in people's faces like Sam Kennison? Or what's, what kind of comic is Lo- Logan Brown? Right. What, what's your show entail? What are you, are yeah. you a clean comic, a dirty comic, a fucking angry comic? <laughs> um, It's a little bit of like, when I say a little bit of everything, which is my least favorite thing for any artist to say, oh, I like all music. It's like, yeah, do you fucking, do you like yogurt metal? Like, I don't think you do, all right? But uh, when I say a little bit of everything, I'm an inclusive guy, so I, I don't really alienate people. I have a couple of jokes here. Like, I have jokes about, like, suit, like, octogenarians and stuff like that that yeah. are, are, like, if you're 90 and you're in the audience, you'd probably be like, hey, he's talking about me. But, like, don't fucking come, man. Like, you know, take yeah. care of yourself. Have some, have a, have a smoothie and, and sit the fuck down. Watch, like, uh, Carson or something. Um, but I, I tend to not be, like, politically neutral in the sense that everybody can come and laugh. Again, there's a couple of jokes. There's a couple of you know, punching down if to, to take Dave Chappelle's famous phrase right now uh, at like anti-vax communities and shit like that. But at this point, I think that's like less than 10% of the Ontario population. So it's, yeah. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do swear. I do swear. Uh, I'm not a one-liner comic. I'm just not funny enough to be one-liner. I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. A lot of the way that I, I write stuff 
comes from a thought that I think is like ridiculous. Because again, I just make myself laugh. I have a joke actually on stage that I've been trying to work out right now. That's like, I write my jokes by sitting in my apartment with the lights off. And I think, and I think until I've thought of something that makes myself laugh. And I laugh all the time. Like there's nobody, to me, there's nobody funnier than me. Yeah. And that means that if I didn't have this microphone in front of my face, 15 years from now, there would be a Netflix documentary out about how I killed and ate people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, that's the basis of, of how I kind of construct and write everything. And, and it, it goes well, because it's like this absurdist type humor is like, just as influenced by stand-up comedy as it is like shows like The Office and Parks and Rec. You know what yep. I mean? Or like Tim and Eric and stuff like that. It's like, the concepts are just set up punchline enough that people can follow along as if I'm a regular stand-up comedian, which yeah. I am. I'm sure there's millions of other open micers that are like me. Yeah. Um, but it's also different enough that it kind of stands out if you come and see like a 10 comic bill and you're mm -hmm. here, there until 10.30 and then I get on close to last and they're like, oh, this guy's actually different than the other dudes. That's cool. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I think it's cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. So where do you see, like, wh what's your journey like so far? I don't know. It's, it's, it's super interesting to me. And I've been, I've been looking forward to this chat because like I, I, outside of music, that's always been my, my biggest sort of second dream. Right. Doing standup. Yeah. And I've never taken that plunge. I've never hit a single open mic. I've sort of like had certain, I make similarly. Yeah. I make my, I laugh all the time just right. to myself. Yeah. My wife hates it. Right. She's learned to ignore me. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I've had more good shows than like bombs. I, I think I've truthfully, like as a true bomb, it's only happened one time. And even that time I had people up until a point, like I had right. them for like if, in an eight minute set, I had them for the first three and a half minutes. Yeah. It was in Oshawa. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Oshawa. I had them for the first three and a half minutes. And then I started doing a bunch of like, it was a lot of college students in the crowd. And I started doing jokes about like Pete Townsend and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And they right. were like, who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But uh, anyways, there's always like people like that, right? Like that, the way that I think about it is like, and this is like, again, two months in, I shouldn't be giving any comedy advice, but the way that I always like phrase it to anybody asking is it's like, I'm not special. So if I can make myself laugh, the trick is to find a million other people that laugh that the same shit that I do. Yeah. And then convince a thousand of them every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 10 years from now to come out and see me at a show. I don't right. like Jerry Seinfeld, but he's a billionaire. So yeah. like somebody thought, fucking what's the deal with airplane food? Somebody yeah. thought that that was genius and gave him a fucking show. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So like... Well, it worked at the time. Yeah. I, I have to, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Yeah. I watched the show. Yeah. I like his stand-up. And I actually, I really, I really, in terms of the way I find myself sort of enamored with the whole craft right and the journey of stand-up i really really respect seinfeld yeah because after his show was done he went back out on the road and started from scratch yeah which yeah. is like no no comedian who, who's been it, it's almost unheard of yeah unless you're some guy, guy who can just pump it like I don't know, unless you're like a Dave Chappelle yeah. or like a Bill Burr yeah. who can just stand up on a stage like and pump out a completely original one hour special like once a month. Right, right. Most comedians, like, especially once you get big, right. from what I hear. Yeah. 
there's a certain amount of expectation to he- people want to hear your classic bits. Right. It's like, yeah. I paid a hundred dollars for this ticket. Like, Seinfeld, give me the airplane peanuts bit, yeah, or, yeah. or some, you know, whatever other bit. Like yeah. if I wanted, if I went to, if I went to see Stephen Wright, I would expect to see, hear some of the classic, right, right, one-liners. Yeah, I mean, like it's different for. There are a couple comedians like that. Like Burt Kreischer has to tell the machine joke every show yeah. that he does. Yeah. But for most people, it's like you got to work a new hour every time. Like it yeah. does take people a while to do it. Um. Because you got to work, you got to make sure it's funny first yeah. before you start charging forty and fifty dollar tickets at at uh, you know theaters and, and arenas and shit like that. But most people they'll go out and they'll like, I have to because you're not gonna laugh at the same like hearing a joke that you think is funny like Andrew Dice Clay's nursery rhymes or something like that that are repeatable and shit. Hearing a joke that you think is funny is cool. But it's not the same as listening to Sweet Child of Mine, that it'll take you back to your childhood and you'll be like, man, what a fucking song. Like, this is a song. And then you go and see Guns N' Roses and you're like, I, I better play Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. If, if a comedian went up and their first comedy special, you know, like, like say Dave Chappelle was like, okay, clearly nobody wants to hear that I'm transphobic anymore. No, but nobody likes those jokes. So I'm just going to do killing them softly, all, like the, every joke off that special all over again. He get booed off the stage because nobody would, nobody, well, it's like, these are funny jokes, but we've heard them all before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. you don't have that. Even if you love Dave Chappelle, you can't like laugh again at something that you've already, the mystery's gone. It's all set yeah. up punchline yeah, yeah. surprise and the surprise is gone. Yeah. One of those three key elements of the perfect joke. So yeah. Yeah. I think that breed of comedian and, and comedy is, I think it's proliferating at this point. Yeah. I think it's what's rising to the top. I mean, it's like. It's unfortunate I, in my When opinion. I think back in the day, it's like. I think in the the eighties was rife with just like set up punchline, yeah. set up punchline, yeah. set up punchline. You know, with the you know, Carlin didn't do it. No, no. Carlin always had a Carlin could was one of those guys who could yeah. pump out just new shit because his yeah. brain was always firing on ten cylinders. Yeah. You know, until yeah. the day he died. It's that's the one thing that I like the most about Seinfeld is that he's always been and I'm not like militant about it. Again, this is me talking as a comedy fan, not as a comedian. As a yeah. comedian, I'm an open micer, I've been doing this for two months. But as a comedy fan, yeah. the one thing that I like about Seinfeld is he's like, whether you have a point to make as soon as you get on stage and an overarching theme to your special, or you're just doing set a punchline, the job is to make people laugh. Yeah. So if your goal, which is my problem with Chappelle, is to get more claps and woos than laughter, it's a fucking TED talk. It's a, it's, mm. you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Chappelle's last special in terms of laugh, yeah. got about as much laugh right. factor as yeah. like any TED talk where the guy's funny in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I haven't seen the last last one yet. I know his other ones. I was splitting my sides. Yeah, but. it's it's. I mean, in in my opinion, again, just as a comedy fan, it's pretty fucking brutal because he goes in there. I mean, he says right off the bat, he's transparent about the whole thing. Um, but he goes in there like, I have a point to make, and then his point is like, I'm not transphobic, but, and then he's transphobic. Yeah, <laughs> he does an hour and ten minutes on gay jokes, and it's like, come on, dude. You know, some of the jokes that he throws in there is like shit I've heard in Oshawa open mics by guys that have just, are just starting out, and it's mm-hmm. like. What the fuck are you? If you weren't Dave Chappelle, like you would get booed out of here. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, man? So, so, who are your favorite comics? Then? Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. Hundred yeah. percent, man. Yeah, Everything about. I mean, too. other than his use of the R word, his very prolific use of the R word. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Norm Macdonald, to me, man, had the best best philosophy about jokes. He was a really well-read dude. Seemed like a really sweet and genuine person to, like, the people that were close to him. Yeah. Um, was one of those, like, you want to meet your heroes types, it seemed. Like, and just so fun. He, like, embodies everything that's so great about comedy because he didn't just tell funny jokes. He told jokes funny. Yeah. Like, people in anticipation of his next line would be killing themselves laughing because he's fucking... And he could say anything. He'd be like, yeah. uh, water, bubbly water. What's, it, what's bubbly about? Because uh, it, yeah. it, it's smiling and fucking... Well, fucking who's, who's smiling about bubbly? You know what I mean? Like, he would just, like, drone on and on about the most ridiculous shit. And you'd be killing yourself because you're like, he either he's going somewhere or he's not going anywhere. But either way, like, I'm so happy that I paid $40 to see this guy right now. Just ramble. I thought he was just he was a master at controlling people yeah and a lot of that came from times when he would put himself in a position where it seemed like he was losing that control yeah but that was all just part of his ruse yeah yeah he meant he meant to make you think that it's true yeah and i didn't realize that until i was listening to his mark maron podcast where he talks about how thought out his act actually was because it does seem like they just like like fuck like we have 15 minutes to kill the one guy she didn't show up throw norm on stage and then he's just like i got a dog the other day it was a pit bull you know what i mean and it's just like what the fuck is he talking about it looks like they just threw him up there and were like please just kill 15 minutes but everything was so meticulously thought out you know it's yeah he was great man he's one of the in my 10 year plan I wanted to go down and tell all the LA and New York comics that how much they meant to me and how much like, you know, they got me through some, some rough times, mm-hmm. both as a musician, both my personal life and everything like that. And selfishly, cause you know, a, a, a son lost a father and a mother lost a son, but I'm really bummed out that Norm died because I don't get the opportunity to tell him how much that yeah. guy got me through some shit. Yeah. So when yeah. he died, my first thought was actually, maybe he's faking. That's what I thought too. I was like, he could get away with that. Oh, yeah. He yeah. could do that. And he would maybe yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, his, and I was like, I think he, he I, I, I started to become hopeful he's faking. For like a whole hour, I was like, yeah, he's just, he's faking it. I, yeah. I convinced myself. That's how much I didn't want him to be dead. Well, one of the running jokes on his podcast, Norm MacDonald Live, was he would say like, oh, so-and-so died? I didn't even know they were sick. As if, but they would like, they would have died in a plane crash or like in a, like they were hit by a bus or something. Yeah, like he'd yeah. be like, oh, fucking Prince Philip died? I didn't even know he was, you know what I yeah. mean? So when Norm died, everybody was like, oh, we didn't even know he was sick. And I'm like, this motherfucker kept his cancer quiet because he knew it would be hilarious when he finally kicked the bucket. Yeah. Like he, he was like, man, probably laughing his ass off on his deathbed. Like I can't wait for like, 4,000 tweets of like, we didn't even know he was sick. You know yeah, yeah, <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what a mat, like even, even in death was just like funny as fuck, you know, beyond the grave. And he's like, his this big cosmic joke that he's gifted us with, you know, like, that's <laughs> so good. Yeah. So what's on the horizon for you then? Aside from more open mics, like what you, you planning some, you got a YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah. Planning some content? Yeah, yeah. I've got a, a cooking channel, or I've got a YouTube channel that I want to do. One of my uh, good uh, comedy buddies, his name's uh, Danny Meyer, and he was a, he's from South Africa, but also from Zurich, Switzerland. He has, that guy has lived, but he took culinary school in Columbus, Ohio, and is like, a, if it wasn't for COVID, would be like a fucking Michelin star chef. And I thought it would be funny because I like to cook. And when I say I like to cook, I just mean that I like to cut 
onions with my very expensive knives, Japanese knives, and make various types of pasta. And he knows how to cook. And I thought it would be funny as hell if we did like cooking competitions together. But now he, we've got all these whole different ideas of like we want to challenge like the bars, like the, the, the chefs at some of the bars that we do the open mics at, see who can make the better, you know, whatever. Um, so we want to film a whole bunch of that. I like to do rants on uh, on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. And everything's at Logan Brown Comedy. It's pretty easy to find me. I'm the only like, just look for picture Lenny Kravitz and then take away everything attractive about him. And then that will be my picture on fucking social media. So you'd be like, that's definitely the guy right, right. there, you know. But uh, yeah, man. And then from there, it's just uh, working my way. This is the problem is it's like I know macro totally patient i know it's going to take a long time i got to work and yeah. work you know but like or sorry micro i know that's but macro in my head it's i'm already in la mm-hmm. and every time i get on stage every time i work at a new bit i'm like fuck i can't wait to put that in the hour like yeah. 10 years from now when netflix or or hbo and i know that this is just but i, I need to visualize it you know what i mean there's probably if, if any of the, my peers are listening to this right now they've rolled their eyes so hard that they need fucking optic surgery at this point but i need to visualize stuff like this yeah because i want to be i would like to be 60 and have people talk about me the way that i'm talking about norm mcdonald right yeah. now you know what i mean and if i'm not thinking like that then what the fuck why am i doing this at all you know what I mean? What the oh, fuck yeah, is the yeah, point yeah. of why am I doing all of these comedy shows and staying up till one in the morning to turn around and get up at six to go deliver fucking mail in Lanark? You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's no, if I'm not going that hard in the paint. So yeah. I mean, if you, uh, if you don't give yourself enough credit yeah. to, to picture yourself there, yeah, then, yeah. well, then you'll never fucking get there. Right. Yeah, man. It's just, I mean, I think that goes for everything yeah. really. Um, is that where you think you'll wind up, LA? Is that where is that where you'll go first? Yeah, once I, you cross the border. I, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do the states for for sure. Like definitely New York or LA. I haven't decided because I love. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Chris Stefano, Sal Volcano, Sam Morell, Mark Norman. I love all those guys in New York. Andrew Schultz. I'm yeah. a big fan of all those guys in, yeah. in New York. Um, and I find that it's more like Joe DeRosa. That motherfucker's so funny. Um, I find that they're more hard in the paint in New York. Like it. It's like comedy here. Comedy in Canada is nothing to like. I know, it, like, especially if you listen to like CBC and stuff like that, there's some lame ass, but it's radio edits, right? If you go yeah. see these guys live, I'm sure they're funny as fuck. Yeah. Um, but here in Canada, people don't just like get shows. You know what I mean? It's not like in the States where like you move to LA. That's, there's a, that's a huge problem with the comedy community in LA is like a lot of those guys go down to be funny enough on stage so that they can end up writing for like a sitcom that lasts for three seasons and then repeat stuff and go yeah. on to the next sitcom and the next. Whereas like here in Canada, you get yuck yucks, you get absolute, you go out on your own and you tour across all these places where just people just like to fucking, they love to laugh and that's it as a yeah. comedian. And you don't get paid here. It's hard. Like in the States, like I would be making 50 bucks a night as an open micer. You can be a paid open micer yeah. in the States and that's like, a valid occupation as a comedian as an yeah. entry-level comedian here in canada like i know headliners that don't get paid every time they go on stage yeah. you know what i mean i know guys that are like yucks dudes that yeah, have, I've, done, I've done spots with that they're not getting paid for some of the shows that i've done with them you know what i mean and it's like so the people that are the comedians that are doing it are they're fucking doing it you know what i mean so if you yeah. see a guy with like Salt and pe- If you go to a comedy show in some like bar where there's no stage and it's just like one speaker and a microphone and there's a guy on stage with like salt and pepper hair and he's screaming, screaming into the microphone about like the fucking CFL, 
give that buy that guy a fucking beer okay because he loves comedy yeah <laughs> all right like he he's in it all right like he's not he's not doing this so that he can get some fucking cbc show or ctv show in toronto a year from now like yeah. this is what he wants he mm-hmm. wants to be yelling at you about the fucking the the l train in ottawa you know <laughs> like this is what he's aspiring to yeah. have so you ever been to new york or la no yeah. no that's the that's the dream and i don't want to move there I just want to no, like go there. Yeah, yeah no, I just want to like yeah. go there for a month and fucking hang around and and do. Yeah, I want to get up on the. I have like my five. I want to do Gotham. I want to do the Laugh Factory. I want to do the Comedy Store. Uh, I want to do the Ice House, and I want to do the Improv. Mm-hmm. Those are my those are my big five. And then everything after that is like icing on the cake. Yeah. So I think I would I would probably go to New York first. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I mean, there's so many all packed so tightly together. Right. Right. You just run from show to show. Yeah. Yeah. Go to L.A., you got to get a car. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I couldn't you need a car in L.A. Run up and down you can't, Hollywood. Like, public yeah. transit is not, like, happening yeah. in L.A. You can't get anywhere like that. Yeah. you got to get a car. I feel like L.A.'s got that... Toronto has this vibe a little bit, but, like, obviously, L.A. has it way more because it's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, but L.A. has that, like, soul-sucking, everybody's there... It's, there's nobody, there's not a lot of Californians in LA. Yeah. It's mostly people that are like, I'm going to be a star. And it then they totally end up, is. they end up in Starbucks for the rest of their lives. Yeah, it's, it's weird, like, man. Cause I've, I've been to LA a bunch of times. I used to play in a band in California and I, and one of our, my bass player lived in LA. And so we, we played in Hollywood and, and I would go down there to visit friends and stuff sometimes. I was there on a trip there once just with my dad and my brother. Yeah. And we were, th- we were in LA for a solid week and by halfway through my stay there, I, it, like it started to infect me. Yeah. You feel icky almost, right? Well, it was like, I noticed it. It was, what I noticed was when I first got there, it's like, it's La La Land. You're looking for stars. Right. Like you're, so you're, so you're like in this sort of fan mode, starstruck mode. Is that, was that, was that, was that? <laughs> Yeah. But then it then it just moves to like you realize what happens is you realize that the people you're pointing at are like, no, no, that's no, that's nobody I know at all. Yeah. yeah. They just seem to be carrying themselves in, in a way where right, right. they look important and and f- perhaps famous. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. Yeah. They're just carrying themselves because that's how they want to be perceived. Right, right. And then like a couple days after that, I noticed that I was like wearing my sunglasses more and like, like trying to act a little more incognito. It was like, I wanted people think to think I was right. Right. Some, some big deal. Who the fuck is that guy who I wanted to look important? Cause it's just like the vibe there. Everybody is striving for it. Right. So hard. Yeah. Yeah. That like every, everybody's looking over their shoulders all the time to see who's looking at them, who's yeah. checking them out. And they're, they're putting on a show all yeah. the time. It never friggin' stops. See, it's only because I've only ever lived in small towns, mm-hmm. but that's how I feel about Toronto. Whenever I visit Toronto for yeah. like longer than a week, I'm, st- I'm like looking around and I'm like, these motherfuckers like like they yeah. they they think they're the fucking president they're walking around like they're the fucking president of warner music yeah. you know what see I mean? toronto has, toronto has a similar vibe yeah. in terms of the self-importance yeah yeah but in toronto i feel like it's it's not people trying to get, convince others that yeah. they're important it's people who have already very heavily convinced themselves that they are important yeah. get out of my way yeah i'm a mover and a shaker I have things to do and places to be 
and I'm more important than you, so get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. That's what I get from Toronto. Right, right. Like, I'm at a stop sign, and I get get honked at for stopping at a stop sign. Right, right. Or I'm at a red light, and the second it turns green, the person behind me is leaning on the horn. Right. Get out of my way. I got places to be. Yeah, yeah. I do love Toronto. I do. I want to, I want to clarify. I'm not just like shitting on the, one of the largest cities in Canada. Oh, I, I hate fu- Toronto. I fuck. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I hate Toronto. I love Toronto to like, because there's always something to do pre-COVID, pre-COVID and post-COVID during COVID there's probably not much, but like, uh, there's always some shit to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, there's definitely like a fuck as an artist, if you're there for like an extended period of time, you definitely start to get the fucking, and you have like people coming up because you'll, you'll end up at industry parties, but if you're like not well known, you'll maybe like shake the hand of somebody that's actually important. And then the rest of the time you'll like bump into people that are like, yeah, I've been an extra on DC's Titans like 15 times. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, sick, man. Like, <laughs> who's your agent? And you're like, yeah, I'm going solo right now. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, dude. All right. I'm going to fucking go hang out by the punch bowl. <laughs> like, you know, my brother lived in LA for like he went down for three pilot seasons in a row oh what man he's an actor is he okay like is he doing all right or, uh like, he's doing okay that he would lives suck in new, the he lives life in new york now oh, okay he, i think he much prefers new yeah. york to la i would suck the life out of me yeah he was like i think he summed it up well one time by saying you know like anybody who ever thinks that they are a unique snowflake has never been an actor reading for a specific part. Right. Cause I'm sitting in a room right now with 20 of me. Right. Right. Yeah. They're all me. Yeah. They're all as good as me. Yeah. That's the thing about the internet, man. We're all the same. Yeah. There's 20 me's right now. Yeah. I'm not unique. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Like that's, that's the thing about, about the internet in general. It's like I, when I first learned how to like play fast, because I was a shredder. Yeah. When I well, like was learning death metal and everything and like sweet picking and all of my, I was getting my ducks in a row as like a fast guitar player. Yeah. I thought I was king shit of Turd Island in the small town that I'm from, you know, out, like yeah. outside of Kingston. And then as soon as I log on and I see the first like seven year old whose parents gifted them a fucking Les Paul as they came out the womb. And yeah. this kid is playing circles around me. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, I remember I used to compare people's like age and their career trajectory to like myself, which you cannot do. You'll die. Yeah. You can't do stuff like that. But uh, yeah, man. It, well, it, you can in sports. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I definitely like look at people like um, fucking Kawhi Leonard and I'm like, man, that motherfucker's 25. Like, damn. I mean, he's got inches on me for sure. Probably in more ways than one because he's fully black and I'm only half. But mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, yeah. Comedy though. <laughs> like, fucking that's that's why you got to do comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think people get judged too hard Yeah, on age in the comedy world. No, no. In fact, you probably get judged harder if you're younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, now nowadays, like people are getting into it younger because there's, you know, there, there's with with the internet, I at twenty five can listen to all of Rodney Dangerfield's fucking Carson appearances and specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but Rodney himself like didn't get his first break until he was like fifty eight. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, fuck, gotta have a little bit of life, I guess, in order to or you, or not. I mean, it, just write funny jokes. Like, who gives a fuck? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? As long as it's funny, just get on stage and just don't 
just don't talk about shit. Don't waste the audience's time. That's the best lesson. I, comedy lesson? Yeah. Best lesson I got was from a buddy of mine named Al Babcock, who is my my comedy poppy. Like, this guy is, he's the dude that I aspire to be four years from now, which is where he's at uh, in comedy. And he t- told me, do, do your act, just don't waste the audience's time. Don't get up there. Don't run the light. You know, I, when I, I light you to, you got another 60, 45 seconds left of your set, don't run the light. Yeah. Don't get up there and go, what are we going to talk about today? Unless it's that's part of your act. Yeah. But like, just don't waste it. They bought, they paid money, especially at his shows. Like, they paid money to sit down and laugh, like, for a little bit, you know? Like, if you're going to a music show, sometimes people cry. Sometimes people are just amazed at how good of a musician you are. But comedy, it's all the same purpose. They just want to fucking laugh. So just yeah. deliver the laugh. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's all you got to do. It's not hard. You don't mm-hmm. need to think too much about it. You, nobody needs to walk away with their political opinions changed. They just need to set up punchline, joke, laugh, or carry me on a story, but make sure that there's laughter in between the, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's our job. That's, you know, it's pretty, it's not hard. It's just hard work. Yeah. <laughs> you have to deal with any hecklers yet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a, I have a joke about how as a light skinned black man, I have to fight for my right to say the N word. And a guy actually outwoke me. And was like, you can't say the N-word. And I was like, dude, I'm black. And he's like, no, you're not. And I was like, I don't know how to, I, I honestly didn't know how to come back from that. Because I'm like, what am I going to do on stage? Like, be like, fuck yeah, I can say the N-word. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, how do I, like, come back from that? It was very jarring. And that's the, wor- for me, that's that's the worst thing in the world. Because when people, again, as a light-skinned black man, I get told all the time that I'm barely black. I look Mexican. I look like dirty snow. And it makes me love the N-word because at least if you call me the N-word, you're not denying every time that I've been called the N-word. You know what I mean? Like, if you say that I'm not black, then every time I've been called the N-word in high school by, like, a bully or some shit, it's almost like you're erasing that. Yeah. But if you call me the N-word, then you're just adding to that. I know how to deal with that shit. Yeah. That's just ignorant. You know what I mean? Everything else is like, it's like you're taking away my history. It's like fucking, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it was was definitely some fucked up shit. I read this article about a school they decided to issue a zero tolerance policy on the n-word right and there was this kid who was getting in trouble and this school had security guards can't remember where where it was but someplace where the schools need security guards the united states right let's call it um and he was so he was physically removing this this student from the premises right who was like fighting back and using strong language and calling this security guard an N-word repeatedly. Right. And then he said, he, he, at a certain point he got a little fed up and yelled back at him like, stop calling me N. Yeah. And he got fired. Oh, wow. For using the N-word. Yeah. I mean. Because he said, stop calling me. Yeah. That. Yeah. But you got fired. Yeah. I mean, like... And he was black, too. Oh, the guy was... Wait. I think they they might have both been black. So the security guard was black. The security guard was definitely black. Oh, wow. That's fucked up. And he got fired. Yeah. For telling a person who was calling him an N-word to stop calling him an N-word. See, that policy there sounds like... And we're like, we see a lot of it. We being, well, we being minorities and we also being comedians sounds like white people trying to like overcorrect the situation. Yeah. You know what it sounds like, which to me 
truthfully, I find that there's, other than keeping me from getting a job, but I, my name is Logan Brown, which couldn't be more fucking European Irish. Yeah. Um, but uh, there could be no greater example of white privilege than telling me what I should and shouldn't be offended by. You know what I mean? Like if 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 you if we're hanging around having beers and you've got a funny black joke and you don't even use the n word, but you got like a funny black joke and the punchline is like because he had a big dick or something like that, and I laugh, that's your pass with me, man. Like fucking, that's I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna laugh and then like you wouldn't believe what Matt said yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, that's there's too many people trying to like overcorrect for shit. You yeah. know, it just it just drives me nuts, man. Like stuff like that. It just yeah, it just drives me crazy. Yeah, I uh I'm I'm a big believer in 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 just following the like funny versus mean yeah rule. Yeah, absolutely. As long as it's funnier, yeah, than it is mean. Yeah. I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah. Like if if it's if it's funny, yeah, but it's meaner than it is funny, I'm not too into it. Yeah. Cuz then that's the point. Yeah, yeah, is absolutely. to be mean. Yeah. But as long as it's at least a little bit funnier than it is mean, I'm okay with that because yeah. that it, that means that was the point. Yeah, it was the point was to make people laugh and to be funny, not to be mean. Well, but wh- sometimes that comes along with it a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean that that like there's then it, we get into the stereotype topic, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like what's a good ste- like a, like black guys have big dicks. Like there's a huge a, a funny ass joke in movie forty two where the one guy is to, he's a basketball coach and he's talking to a bunch of, a bunch of other black. Uh, basketball players yeah and they're playing against a white basketball team and they're like we don't know if they're a pretty good team coach we don't know if we're going to be able to beat them and he's like what the fuck are you? you got a foot and a half inch dick dribble with that motherfucker you're going to be able to beat these guys no problem you know and stuff like that i find that's hilarious because i don't find that mean-spirited yeah now i'm sure myself included i'm sure there's some less than well-endowed black guys out there that you know nature just ruled rolled the dice and we ended up with snake eyes all good that's just the way shit happens thank yeah. god i'm funny but then on the flip side of that you have like stereotypes and jokes that are like oh man black people stealing all the time there goes black man with my tv and then somebody gets their gets a knee on their neck and dies yeah you know what i mean so it's yeah. like it's it's the same thing and not to keep going back to Chappelle because I, I i i love to rip on the guy right now i'm punching down but again, an hour and 10 minutes based around like trans jokes and everything like that. And on one hand, you can be like, oh, they're just jokes. But then on the other hand, it's like everything that he's like, he was in an echo chamber of Ch- Chappelle fans, yeah. aside from those two, uh, two people in the front, uh, in the front row. Um, it was an echo chamber of Chappelle fans that are all like, yeah, man, trans people are fucking weird. And it's like, maybe his jokes aren't dangerous. You know, the intent of the, of yeah. the, the special might not be dangerous. But if there's even like a small percentile of the audience that leave that fucking show seething and then now have that perspective about trans people because Chappelle got up there and was talking about how they're all racist, it's like, dude, you you like you don't realize what you've done. You can't Rogan does the same thing where he's like, I'm not responsible, I'm just a comedian. It's like, no, like you you have a fucking millions, hundreds of millions of people watch your shit and listen to you and like think that you're really smart and think that your perspective is the right perspective. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're radicalized now because of how fucking how much vim and vigor that you have with what you say like you you can't just like oh it's just a joke it's not it's, yes you're right but also you know what i mean like yeah 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 i think it's all about balance right all about balance it's because like, i mean there's the ability to 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 to, to, to perhaps say the, the more offensive joke yeah 
And it's not, it doesn't have to be oh, just joking. You say what we want. It's just, just joking. It's like, there can be more meat on it yeah. than that. You can be like, now, I told that joke because it was funny. Yeah. But let's walk around that for a minute. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, there, there, there's opportunities yeah. for that, for sure. And it's always another joke. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, like, again, if I can have, I have at least 30 minutes right now, maybe 25, 20, uh, 23 minutes that I know have that have worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not a single one of those jokes is like offensive. Or is, I mean, there's seven, eight billion people on the planet. Somebody will be offended by at least one of those jokes. But there's not a single one of those jokes is like offensive or unwoke. And I don't feel like I sacrifice anything creatively. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't feel like by not saying the R word or the F word or like making transphobic jokes that I'm like, oh, I can't say anything anymore as a comedian. Like I say fuck a lot in my set. I yeah. I say I talk about cum quite a bit in my set. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. quite vulgar. Yeah. Um, it's like if I can do that as an open micer, the goat can't have another joke other than a trant in an hour and 10 minutes in his special. The guy who's considered the greatest comedian of all time can't talk about something else mm-hmm. once. You know what I mean? Like, fuck out of here, man. Get out of here. Take yeah. your $20 million Netflix special. And get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. What do I know? I'm just an open micer. Yeah. So. so Smith Falls. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've got... Uh, I, f- I love this town. I love this town so much, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've got a show coming up uh, November 7th at uh, Bowie's. Yeah. Uh, it's my first time hosting, so I'm going to be the guy that gets up. And fr- I'm the first guy up. I'm going to do okay. 15 minutes off the top, just like, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I've got three comics coming down from Ottawa. i got Andrew Wambolt, uh, Dylan Parker, and David Haddad, three very funny guys, three completely different guys. Yeah. So they're very, very... And then I've got Al coming up from Kingston, who's going to headline the show. If it goes well, hopefully Patty will let me host uh, more shows in the future. And I've got tons of comedians in my head right now that I, I want to ask to come and do the show. Right on. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, Tickets right now are on sale. You can go to Eventbrite. If you go to the Smith Falls section in Eventbrite, you'll be able to find the the thing. I'm sure it's like one of seven things going on in the middle of a pandemic yeah. <laughs> happening in Smith Falls. Uh, the, to reserve the tickets on Eventbrite, it's totally free. You just, I will get an email, and then if you did it properly, I won't need to send you an email back. But if you didn't, then I'll have to send you an email to clarify how many people are going to be coming. Okay. Um, but it's 100 bucks per table, which uh, seats about eight people. So if you break that down, it's like 1250 a ticket or something like that. Yep. With individual tickets, they're, they're available as well, because there's a couple of tables. I don't know if anybody here has been to Bowie's, but there's a couple of tables that are like, you know, two, four. So. Yeah. But it's going to be great. You know, they, they are, they're... I'm not going to say they're fam- They're definitely not family friendly. Again, I talk about right. come quite a bit in the show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, they start at 8 o'clock. It's five people getting up and doing at, at tops. It's going to be an hour and a half worth of comedy. So mm-hmm. you can be home before 10 o'clock. So you're doing about like 20, 25 minute sets each then? Uh, I'm doing 15 off the top. Yeah. And then everybody else is doing 8 to 10. And then uh, Al's going to close the night off with a 25 minute set. 20, cool. 25 minute set. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it might, I mean, it's nice. You get, it's a get in, get out. Like you just, I just need to laugh for an hour and a half, you yeah. know, like let's get somebody to babysit the kids for a little bit. We'll go in and then we'll come back and it'll be a good time. Have a couple beers, we'll hang out. And, uh, these guys are going to be funny. Awesome. Andrew's great with crowd work. So he'll, he'll pick on you mm-hmm. in a good way. Nothing mean spirited, but he yep. will, he will pick on you. Yep. Um, yeah, everybody's got their own flavor and I'm, I'm really excited for it. Comedy night at Bowie's. Comedy night at Bowie's. That's the shit, man. Nice. And if you want to come out to any other one, if you guys feel like, if you, if you like the shit and you want to check out other shows, I'm in Ottawa all the time. You can go to loganbrowncomedy.com. 
um, which again, my peers are rolling their eyes right now for somebody that's two months in to have their own website. But I got disposable income, baby. Government job. Yeah. That's what you do with that money when you yeah, don't know yeah. what to, when you can't play video games because the PS4 is broken. You just fucking buy websites. Yeah. So I own way too many websites. <laughs> You Every get, time I have a good idea, you get I'm paranoid like, with it too. I'm like, I gotta register the .com, dude. I own I own blackofalltrades.ca just yeah. in case, yeah. <laughs> like fucking just in case. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, I I'm up to about thirty websites that I own. My God, now, most of them not used. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them like MySpace.orgs and shit like that. Like, um, I don't I don't think I own a single .org. Actually, tell you what, I'll take a look. I'm going to take a look right now <laughs> at the at the websites that I own. I buy them all through GoDaddy. Oh, smart. Because yeah. they're the cheapest. Yeah. And, uh, I always do it through Wix, but just because I don't know how to do the thing. So yeah. I find Wix is the easiest for me as somebody who doesn't know how to... I can barely work my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Can I get in here? Oh, good. My products. How out of hand is this? I haven't even... I haven't even checked in a while how many friggin' domains I own. Domains. They don't fit. 28. I was close. 28, 28 domains. domains. My God. That's so funny. Now, do they... Oh, no, because you said they're not in use. It'd be funny if you owned, like, Pornhub, but with, like, two U's in case somebody, like, with one, ti- one, one typo, hand on the dick yeah, is, like, the typo, typo landing and they get pages? sent to, like, yeah, your I don't, fucking I don't have music any of those. page or some shit. I have... Dude. Uh, <laughs> what do I got? Oh, I got my old metal band... I've got, uh, I thought I was going to say, I was going to start a guitar meme oh, site yeah. at one point. I yeah. thought that would be a really good idea. That is a good idea because you know what? I've been following Cover Band Central on Facebook for yeah. at least three years. Musicians aren't fucking funny. If yeah. I have to see one more time, the hole in the acoustic guitar is to feed the bass player meats and cheeses. I'm going to fucking, I'm, I'm going to shoot up a, a guitar center. Yeah. Like that's, that's the musicians are not funny, man. So please, please start a website. <laughs> and then I thought I was going to start selling guitar pedals. I thought oh. I was going to, that's the perfect thing to sell e-commerce. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that didn't fly. You might but have had, ADHD too. Pedal shop. You, you, you should talk to my doctor. He might get you on that good shit the way you got me on it. I definitely don't have ADD. Oh. <laughs> i definitely don't yeah um i do i am like i have some tendencies sometimes i'm actually a little more uh autistic spectrum oh yeah yeah yeah. neurodivergent yeah my my partner i like how you stopped saying nice there it's like maybe that's not nice no it totally is no uh, my my partner we we think is uh is is on the spectrum and like i mean both they they work in that was the thing with adh that's why it's too grand to get your brain scanned Mm. because they like if you want to find out what medication you should be on if you have ADHD. I yeah. got diagnosed with it because I didn't want medication. I was like, just, yeah. I want to know that I have it so that I'm not going to bed every night thinking that I'm like fucked up. Yeah. And the doctor's like, no, no, you check all the boxes. The only reason that we would do this scan is to make sure that you aren't on the spectrum because they overlap. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, because we both like, like I, I, especially I bug the shit out of the people that I work with, but I'm always like tapping and singing because it like helps me focus if I'm understimulated and shit yeah. like that. So, because yeah, with, with ADHD, you like can't regulate your attention. So it's not that I, this is a joke in my act, but it's a disease that's made popular by the dog from up. But in reality, you aren't always like squirrel. It's more like I'm so focused in this right now that like a bomb could literally go off. And I'd be like, do you say something? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so when I get in on something, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Like I, I was two weeks I worked for you, and they were the best. Like the, the fucking the first two weeks that I worked for you, you're like this guy's plugging out content, and then yeah. immediately I hit the nosedive after the hyperfixation. Yeah, and you were like, did he die? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I should send this guy a text. Like, yeah. is he fucking dead? Like, yeah. you know, like so. Yeah. Well, I like there is that overlap. I'm familiar with that overlap yeah. because I I go through a lot of the same stuff. It's just like, oh, I'm excited about an idea. And yeah. I'm just full bore on it for a while. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, just, well, I'm gonna do something else now. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst, man. I, a couple of times, not to get super serious, but a couple of times it hit. It was actually was specifically after that where I thought about taking my own life because I was like, what am I like? I'm literally every person that i've worked with i'm like burning bridges like mm-hmm. what is the point of any of the, and i'm a miserable partner to be around and i was like what if i just wasn't here i feel like everything would be thank god for com- thank god for my partner and thank god for comedy because like honestly man like i would have fucking i think i would have taken a bottle of tylenol a couple a couple of months back so it was my partner who who offered me my insight i had never even yeah con- considered yeah I i had actually never heard the word asperger's before really I'd never heard it yeah She's like, oh yeah, you totally have Asperger's. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then I and then I read the Wikipedia right. article on Asperger's, and I was just laughing. Yeah, the whole way through. I'm like, that's totally me. Yeah, yeah. That's totally go. We'll 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 run on and talk about topics and and not realize that people aren't interested in hearing about it. Right. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally me. Yeah. I later did like there's a test for for whether you're on the spectrum or not. And it's like 50 questions you answer and you get a score. Right. Um, and it sounds like something out of like teen magazine or something, but it's actually like a legit and well-respected yeah. filter, um, you know, aside from being diagnosed by an actual professional. Yeah. Professional. And it's like nor- normies, they they score on average between like 12 and 15. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the out of 50 test. And like people who are like engineers and, and and stuff tend to score around like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. And the the UK math Olympics team had an average score of twenty three. Right. Um. Anything above twenty five is like yes yeah like hardcore yes yeah and i scored like a 38 oh, yeah 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 i was like just that's fucking so, yeah just right i mean it's the charts some of the anthony hopkins has got it uh, uh dan Aykroyd's got it yeah. i mean like there's tons of it, it honestly a lot of artists yeah i mean, well, I mean it, it makes sense when i was it when i was the, with when it comes to asperger's they actually say or at least they used to say um that are an adult can't be properly diagnosed yeah, because they have learned to mask so well and adapted so well that they, they can't, the diagnosers can't really get their hooks into them anymore. Right. Right. Um, but when I was a kid, like, like Asperger's only first existed as a diagnosis as of 1983. Right. I was born in 1980. Uh, So when the symptoms show up, most predominantly during your preteen years. All I knew is that I, you know, on the first day of school of every single school year, I would get a call home from the teachers to my parents concerned that I wasn't smiling enough. Oh, right, right. I was like the story, he never smiles. Something's wrong with him. He's not smiling. Right. 
And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck is wrong with all these people just smiling all the time? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do they have to be that happy about? Yeah. They look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do. would you just walk around smiling all the time? Right, I mean, right. if you were like holding a golden Buddha or like walked by a pile of free chips. Right. I'd be like, there's, <laughs> there's some free. reasons to smile. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got reasons to smile. Yeah. But to if if you're just walking around town, just walking day in, day out of your life, and you're just smiling the whole time, like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you just want to, like, fucking eat those people? <laughs> I get. I used to get really mad. <laughs> like, I'm a lot what more the? forgiving about them now. Yeah. I still don't understand them, yeah. but I try to think on the positive and think, well, yeah. you're bringing your smile into the world. Yeah. yeah. That can't be... That can't be that bad. Yeah. And uh, my wife actually just, she wrote a blog the other day, uh, which includes this factoid, which is true. Yeah. And, uh, but like the whole, the whole like, you know how people get like, especially recently, I think in the last decade, people, it's been sort of a, people take offense to the whole like, uh, you should smile more. Right. Kind of thing. And I mean, it's, it's funny. Like you hear that most, you hear that more with the whole like sort of, feminist and cat calling kind of creepy dude like smile smile you're prettier when you smile kind of thing right and for years i've always thought like like well you don't just own that because i've been i've been told to smile my whole life like it's and frankly especially by women yeah like my female teachers were the ones like you need to smile more why are you never smiling something's wrong with this kid who isn't smiling yeah in any case it's been proven that smiling makes you happier Right, like a fake it till you make it type thing. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like it really, it's, it's, and, and that's the case with just so many things in our, with our bodies. Is yeah. That they're just, they're like reverse reciprocal for like, oh, oh, you're, you're happy. So you smile, you can smile and be happy. You know, you're confident. So you walk tall and your chest puffs out. If you, if you just, if you're not feeling confident, but you you do that, you will start feeling confident. So right, right, they, yeah. They're just, they're like two ends of a teeter-totter, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. push one, it doesn't really matter which side you push from, the the effect is going to happen on the other side. So you yeah. can smile and, and make yourself happy. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, just speaking anecdotally, like since... I mean, I'm sure most of it I can attribute to feeling like I found my purpose as a human being. But, like, since my entire goal uh, after getting up and doing stand-up has been to write more material, and the only way I can write more material is by writing and thinking about stuff that makes me laugh. Yeah. I've definitely been a nicer person to be around. I definitely feel happier, Mm -hmm. you know? I, I, Mm -hmm. I feel like... I've got the world on a string a little bit, like Frankie mm-hmm. Sinatra. So, yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that for sure. It, I'm, you know, it, it definitely it works for me. So, well, give the it a more try. you do something, you better the better you get at it. Right? Yeah. It's like practicing. Yeah. Try that shit before mm-hmm. you go to Prozac, because that like you won't be able to eat grapefruits or have fucking echinacea again for the rest of your life. So, definitely try grinning first. Yeah, see, I like <laughs> grapefruit. I like grapefruit. So. Yeah, and there's no. Uh, there are no medications for what I got. No, no. I can I can take Adderall, but like Trump was on Adderall, so like I think I, I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think I want to be walking into places like I found out that he had a lot of guitars. Wow, he had a lot of guitars. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 okay. That's like, an all right impression. Thanks, man. Thank is, you, you. is that yeah. an area for you that you're going to delve into? Is impressions? Ra- race? No, uh, no, uh, no. I'm okay without the impressions. Yeah. I was I was thinking about it for a little bit, but. Uh, 
no i don't know i don't know especially like a trump impression like i feel like everybody's got a good trump impression there yeah. there i feel like there are impressions that everybody's got like an Ar- anybody can do an arnold impression you just have to go like you know what i yeah. mean uh and trump again shane gillis broke it down the best is all you do is like you state the thing and then you state that you just stated the thing like that like you walk in and you go i walked in and he had a lot of guitars i said wow he's got a lot of guitars like that's yeah. donald always does that yeah. you know what i mean so well that's the trick with impressions is is yeah. being able to get those kind of nuances right built right. into it not just the simple yeah voice are you a robin williams fan by chance i'm a robin williams fan okay yeah. you gotta check out that guy his name's jamie you'll find yeah him. i saw it okay Costa? dude yeah i saw what it. yeah. the fuck yeah, it's good it's good man what it's really fuck? really good i can't and he's like he's not a nobody i mean he's got like a million subscribers or whatever mm-hmm. on youtube but like in the grand scheme of like hollywood he's a fucking nobody yeah he's he's, he's done nothing he's done additional voice that's his that that is his credits in like grand theft auto so yeah. he was probably the guy that you like beat up and was like no like that's like you know yeah. what i mean yeah other than that all of his acting credits are like fucking fan movies and shit yeah. wow yeah it's wow. pretty good people and they're just impression for sure and they're just handing guys like that exist and can act like that in the span of five minutes and they are sucking hollywood is sucking off the rock like it's nobody's business Mm -hmm. you've got to be kidding me like quit giving him roles give this guy the fucking robin williams biopic and leave Dwayne alone let him fuck with his terramana or whatever you know, like he doesn't need any more movies. God damn it! Yeah, just because he's bald and on testosterone. Well, he's rapping like, now. Get the fuck. This podcast is over. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> get the. Did you fuck. hear? Did you hear his rap? No. He does a guest spot on the new Tech Nine single. Oh, I like Tech Nine though. Fuck. Why would he do that? God damn it! I bet it's good too because he's fucking. He's it's ultra mega okay at everything he does. So pretty like, good. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. It's, can't be worse than vin diesel singing <laughs> i mean it's not amazing yeah it's not amazing and and the the public consensus i've heard is that he didn't write it oh that, for sure that tech nine wrote the verse and yeah. he just wrapped it yeah um it's also people are going around being like oh he just ro- dropped his first rap single when he didn't it's a really short verse yeah like he's at the end it's 13 seconds long yeah he he does a good job of closing it, but it's also not his first rap because he did at least a couple of those like WWE music videos, right? Those things, right? Yeah, he did some rapping in there. Yeah, and I mean he knows how to fucking like, like I, I just shat on the guy, but I mean he is he is an actor, you know what I mean? Like I'm well, sure you're he shitting knows... on him out of jealousy. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I out wish of half I, black I... jealousy. Yeah, like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How come he's six foot two and fucking ripped? Why? Why does he got that I don't got? Huh? But uh, yeah, no man. Like he's. I mean, he is an actor. I'm sure he knows how to do the the thing. You know what I mean? Like well, he, he sang to, great in Moana. Yeah, he did sing pretty decent and fast. That was like basically rapping. Yeah, yeah. It was rapping, but also worrying about pitch, which rappers don't have to do. Yeah, it's true. They just got to rhyme. It's true. That's my biggest problem with the N word. Yeah. Is the N-word in rap, I think, is really lazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind when, like, guys are saying it in their stand-up or in or in their banter. Yeah. You use it when it's your power to use it. Use it. Don't use it. I don't really give a shit one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. But in hip-hop, I don't like it because it's just, like, yeah. a filler. Yeah. It's like, you needed two syllables, yeah. so you said that. 
I never thought about it from a musical standpoint like that. There's there's guys that I like that use it. Like, um, fuck, what's the what's the name of his? I I can't think of it. Um, Anderson Pock did a feature on one of his tunes called. Um, Fuck, I'm I'm completely blanking. I can't think of the single song. I can't think of, but like uh, um, Anderson Pock is one of them that they use it, but it's like they do it okay. Like Lil Wayne, last three four albums, Lil Wayne yeah. using the N word. It definitely was just like thank God that this word rhymes. Thank God the N word rhymes with the N word, or I wouldn't have any song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's all, the kind of thing that I'm just know, not down like, with. It's not like it's a. Oh, he said it like yeah. that he broke my ideological rule. Yeah, I don't, I can't like him anymore. Yeah. It's like Corday. That was the uh, Corday uses it really well in songs like Winter and uh, 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 fucking like Winter. We'll use that one. Yeah, that's a good song for me. It'd be like especially if you're gonna rhyme with it, right? Like use it maybe once in a song, right? Right. So that I know you're not just littering the song with it to fill yeah. in like cadence is you, you couldn't, cause it's one of those words that you can just put anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's just filler and rap for yeah. me. So I'm not, not a big fan of it in hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, it was really prevalent, but I mean, it was different cause it was like not, not that hip hop isn't considered like more black music, but now, they had shit to prove when like NWA was around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whereas nowadays like hip hop is kind of like one of the top, like there's guys that you've never heard of that are fucking with Gucci and gold chains and are making bank. And you're like, yeah. who the fuck are these people? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but when like, when NWA was the thing and fucking like Wu Tang, like they were using it a lot because they had some shit to prove. And, and also like they were, they had, they were backing it up as well like they were they were saying words like that because like when they said fuck the police it's because like they meant fuck the police (laughs) you know what i mean like it was it wasn't just a a clout thing like there was some pistols were in hand in certain situations but i'm okay with its use in general not that i'm anybody to say whether it's okay or not okay (laughs) look let me use it guys like (laughs) but but it's like i know some people both white and black are like, I, uh, I don't think anybody should use it. Yeah. Don't think anybody should use it. Anybody, nobody, no yeah. one. We should really just stop. I don't know. I kind of like that, yeah. you know, black people get to do that and there's something that they get to do. Yeah. And they get to look at white people and say, but you're not allowed to. Yeah. We can, you can't. Yeah. And, and, and. There's power in that to me. Right. I think yeah. there's power in that because it's this time that, that, that people get to say, sit down, we get to do whatever the fuck we want in yeah. regards to this, yeah. and you don't. Boo-hoo. Yeah. yeah. Boo-hoo. I actually have a bit about that in, in my act. If you want to hear it, November 7th, come on out, 8 nice. o'clock, Bowie's. <laughs> Comedy Night of Bowie's. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty funny. I stand by the bit. I think it's funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, so we hear about I'm, that I'm in the same I'm in the same boat with you, so yeah. If I if I got if I get called it throughout high school, I'm gonna fucking say it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't even say it. Like I I never say the word. Like it, it'll come out of my mouth like when I'm around white friends. Yeah. Because I just don't want to do. De- I don't want to explain. I don't want to hold up my fucking DNA test from Ancestry.ca to like blacker people than me and be like, I can say it. Look, this is my third cousin. She's she looks like Rihanna. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, no. I, I if I'm gonna get called it in high school, like I, I'm going to take the word back. Like, what's his face from fucking uh, Clerks too? Like Porch Monkey. We're taking it back. Okay, yeah. we're taking the word back. Yeah. Thank you very much. Like, yeah. So I don't think I have anything to take back. <laughs> 
I don't feel like anything was really taken from me. I guess that's a good position to be in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah can't complain. So what made you move to Smith's Falls? Uh, Taylor opened her store. Yeah. Yeah, she opened her store, and uh, we were living in McDonald's Corners, and it was a 45-minute drive, and she has a smart car, mm-hmm. which works really well up until a, around, like, the middle of November, beginning of December. Right. And then all of a sudden, she's all over the fucking road, and she just got her G2 that year so that she could open the store. Yeah. So, she's so fucking driven, man, but uh, no no pun intended, I guess, yeah. with relation to the subject matter, but so... Well, we, if we're talking about her story, <laughs> might as well plug it better. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, she's right in Davidson Courtyard, uh, uh, Tebu Boutique. Yeah, man, she's, uh, she's great, man. She was a, a jazz singer. We were touring together for the longest time, but just, again, you know, she, she had definitely, mine was more of like a, I was searching my soul and always felt like I was like trapped. Yeah. I was a comedian trapped in a musician's body, especially doing jazz. Like it, I, I loved our music, but it was so, so, so soul sucking because mm-hmm. it's like no laughter whatsoever. Like we had banter on stage as like a couple yeah. and like a lady came up to us one time and was like, it's uncomfortable when you guys like bicker on stage because we don't know if you're joking or not. And it's like, <laughs> you think that we are that unstable as a couple that we would fucking fight in the middle of a concert. <laughs> so we had to stop doing jokes to make people because we didn't want to make people uncomfortable anymore. And it was like, man, talk about like all laughs die as soon as the you touch the stage. But for her, it was, she just was dealt such a shitty hand musically, like so many... Like, she went the, I want to be famous. Well, she didn't want to be famous, but she went the industry, like, type of uh, t- industry route, not the independent route, mm-hmm. and, like, was just chewed up and spit out by every manager under the sun that just, like, you should try country music. You should do this. Like, you should, you know, t- creepy shit. Like, you're 15. You should try showing a little bit more cleavage. Maybe that, you know, and it's like, that's fucking, like... I wish Me Too was around a couple of years earlier so we yeah. could put some of these fucking guys in their place. But anyways, uh, so she, you know, COVID happened right around the same time she wanted to make a career change. And, uh, you know, she's a great artist. She always did all of our artwork anyways. So yep. she got into graphic design and got into something that she's really passionate about, which is a lot of like adorable, cute, kind of like kawaii animals and shit. Mm-hmm built a whole catalog online and was successful enough that she wanted to try the brick and mortar thing. Like the driven individual that she was, she figured she would start it in the middle of COVID when rent is really cheap for small businesses. Yep. And uh, that's that's what she did. So she found a place in Davidson Courtyard, loves her landlords, loves the people that she's, the other businesses around there. Shout out to a, a beautiful full figure boutique. Shout out to Don's, uh, Don's Closet and Pearl's Jam and Harvest Social and everybody. They're, they've all been great. And it's nice to like not worry about her because yeah. she's got such a great support group. Um, but uh, yeah, Table Boutique, tableboutique.ca or .com. Try either one. And uh, if you want to get some shit, because it, it's especially coming up to Christmas time. You know, you go and pick up your, your kid's stocking and then you'll, November 7th, you'll hit the fucking comedy show, you know? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Just keep the keep the toys in the car because you don't want to taint, taint them with how often I say the word come mm. in my act. Yeah. November 7th. <laughs> so what happened with the tiny house? It's still there. Still there? Yeah, yeah. No, it was like when we renovated it, it was, everything was good. It was just, again, like we had, had put it together on my mother-in-law's property. Yeah. And I mean, she still got the property and everything like that. And like this basic skeleton was there. Like when I say we renovated it, like we put flooring in and like repainted cupboards and shit like that. Like we weren't like, I wasn't like hurry hard with the, you know, putting the Amish style, putting up walls and shit. But yep. uh, 
yeah no it's 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 all still there some of it still has like musical equipment and, and speakers and shit in it but uh it's uh we just relocated everything to yeah. smith falls just to make it easier so so you're coming up on a on a year in town then yeah yeah it was like as, last november as you moved of, in town yes sir yeah, yeah. yeah actually i don't know if maybe the seventh honestly <laughs> the seventh might be our, when our lease is like your smith falls anniversary yeah yeah that that'll be uh that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Nice. I, I love the town, man. Honestly, it, it reminds me a lot of Kingston. Yeah, a lot of Kingston. So it's it's uh, I've I've really been enjoying it. It's got a great artistic scene. People are like liberal enough, you know, that it's mm-hmm. like I, I'm not, uh, you know, I can walk around and not worry about people asking me why I look like a double double. But on the same stretch, I can say like the n word and not get beaten up because people don't think I'm black enough to say it. So it's, right. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you looking forward to in town? Um, more parking. I'm looking forward to them widening that that street where the fucking Tim Hortons is, so I yeah. don't have to like fucking drive drive around, around everybody lineup. just because I don't want a, 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 a double double and a farmer's wrap at seven thirty in the morning. That's what yeah, I'm. Looking I can't forward do the to. lineups, dude. I love Tim Hortons. Yeah, and I particularly love the farmer's wrap. It's, it's so amazing. Good. It's, it's fucking amazing. So that sauce like clinches it. Yeah. The, the, the Tim Hortons farmer's wrap is the one time I didn't actually do it, but it's the one time I actually thought I want to write the company and <laughs> tell them what a good job they've done. Could you imagine just like fucking dude. Dude, we got to we got to have a fucking conversation right now, man. The wrap with the fu- and, and McDonald's tried to copy too, but they don't have the sauce. That's the thing. It's like I'll order uh, a, a farmer's wrap, and sometimes because like I want it anytime during the day. Yeah, like, I want it on the way home from work. Yeah, I want yeah. it on the way to work every day. So it's like if it's two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like because they've got all day breakfast. I'll be like, can I have a, so- uh, a, far- a sausage farmer's wrap? And they're like, ah, oh, we're all at a hash browns. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> Put more egg in that and double up on the sauce, man. Put some I'm of the here, wedges like, in I'm there. I'm here for the sauce, man. Like, the sauce don't. is so good. Yeah. I like that it's a wrap because it's not yeah. too bready. Yeah. Um, I think they owe a lot to McDonald's because McDonald's led the way with the all-day breakfast, for one. For sure, yeah. They also led the way with the breakfast wrap. Yes. Because yeah. McDonald's came out with a breakfast burrito that's a game changer too yeah yeah that salsa man that 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 was a game changer for the longest and time the, and the hash brown like right right like yeah mcdonald's did that hash brown first yeah you remember the fucking first hash brown yeah, i was tim just hortons gonna, came out with? i liked it it was like a lot of it was like very urban garlicky yeah, but it was like I, more of a chip consistency i have mixed feelings it was fucking yeah. tiny yeah yeah it was and it just I liked it because I'm like I, I'm a potato connoisseur. Yeah. So I was like, I can I I can accept this. They're trying something a little different, but they must have known that most people weren't going to like it. Yeah, I, think I don't know. They were, I don't know what they were. Th- it was they changed it. You know, people what? hated it. You know what? I spent the majority of this podcast shitting on The Rock, Dave Chappelle, and other greats, but I think I'll probably catch the most heat for this. The best hash browns mm. are those fucking Burger King little rounds that you get. The tots. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I like the tots. They I t- bought two giant bags of tots, McCain Tasty Taters, oh. just the other day. I like those. I'm a fan of those yeah, for man. sure. That's that's the shit. I'm an equal opportunity potatoist. <laughs> 
I love potatoes in pretty much all their forms, right. much more than most people. My all-time favorite hash brown. The thing is, my all-time favorite hash brown is made sort of in the style of that shitty Tim Hortons hash right. brown. Like the potato. But it has yeah. to be fresh. Right. It has to be fresh. The the grated potato. Cheese grater. Yeah. Potato to a cheese grater. Like Denny's. Denny's. Yeah. Yes. Just like Denny's. That's the shit. Yeah. Yes. Those yeah, the they were on to something. Man, and how fucking great is Denny's? Oh, I love like, Denny's. Like in a place, in a country where like the all day or like the 24-hour diner hasn't caught on, Denny's just fucking swooped in like an American eagle and I yeah. fucking salute them, dude. Yeah. Moon's over my... I, I'm depressed and I want moons over my hammy at three o'clock. Denny's has my back, dude. Yeah. That's more than I can say for like some ex-girlfriends that I've had. Yeah. I <laughs> love Denny's. Denny's was there when them Denny's. bitches wasn't. <laughs> and then now this has not made it our way. It hasn't even made it like like in any states that see snow, they right. don't have it. But if they don't, if you know, if you're below like the snow line, yeah. In addition to Denny's, you get Waffle House. Right. Waffle House is amazing. You'd right. like Waffle House. That's definitely a Texas thing, eh? Oh, it's like it's like Texas, Arizona, Georgia, like it's across the whole Yeah. South. Because there's tons of stuff, again, like me trying to get in touch with my roots. It's like traditional like black like barbecue, like southern barbecue mm-hmm. that's like, you know, because like the most the best grits that I've had were made by like a skinny white dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I know if I go to the mama land, I'm getting the real shit. Like yeah. the real like collard green. Like I've never even had a po' boy proper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta get down there and see the more. This is why you need to come out to the comedy show. Help me hit my goal of being famous enough that I can tour and make a living so I can go down there and get in touch with my inner nigga. Yeah. Like, this is what needs to happen, guys. You like, go, guys. you're supporting young black it. artists. That's the one that you get for the show. That's the, that's the one that I am allowed per year. Like, the black, uh, the, bl- the order this of podcast black is man. like a rap track. <laughs> you're allowed one. And it can't be, it can't be hinging on a rhyme. The order of black Canadians has decreed that I get one per year. So you won't get it in the stand up set, I promise. If you're a person of color and you're uncomfortable by the N word, I'm not going to say it. But uh, fucking help me, help support young black artists and help me reach my goal of one day getting to the South and having a po' boy and also doing stand up there. And some grits at yeah, Waffle House. Some fucking grits at I Waffle House. I love the grits man. at Waffle House. Yeah, man. And you know chicken they- and waffles is dope. So if they're doing it proper down there, that's the way I want it. Mm-hmm. I've had lots of chicken and waffles. Can you believe I was vegan like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to go vegan. Fuck it. And then I made it too. I made it just long enough to write a joke about being vegan that killed every time I said it. Yeah. Fucking murdered every time I said it. And then yesterday on the way home, after I did stand up last night, on the way home, I got a fucking McChicken. And I was like, I can't, like, I don't care how funny the joke is. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the, th- that's like, as soon as you identified as a comedian, you started calling yourself. That's one where I feel like maybe you need to put a little more time in before yes. you can call yourself a vegan. I think I just wanted the joke because the joke was because I don't drink and I, do, yeah. I like, I don't, I don't do any drugs or alcohol. Like, comedy is my drug. Um, so my joke was, I don't drink. Did you play video games on fucking oh, gummies is, or th- something? I did. Yeah, no, I took. Uh, well, that's that's why. That's why it was such a terrible live stream is because I hadn't done it in like years. Right. And I had. So were you taking the drugs for the joke, or are you telling me you're sober now for the joke? Yeah, the joke. Which the jo- is it? Yes, Logan. So, so the joke was uh, is that I don't drink anymore. I also quit smoking pot. I'm also vegan. 
I don't even come anymore, guys. Well, that was the the lead of the punchline was was that. So it was like I don't enjoy any aspect of life. And every right. time I would do that joke, people were like, "Oh, that's so fucking funny." And then I stop, had to stop being. Am I still going to do the joke? Fucking probably. But, yeah. You know, don't believe everything you hear on stage live at Bowie's on November seventh. <laughs> For fucking anywhere between twenty five and a hundred dollars, depending on how many people you can bring out to see live comedy, mm-hmm. get picked on in the audience by Andrew and me too. I'm gonna try doing crowd work, but I'll probably be nicer. November seventh, folks. That's the one, man. Well, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to get to? Anything else you want to cover? No, I think we touched on Dave Chappelle. We touched on my hatred for The Rock. Uh, I said the N word. I think like we've done the the podcast trifecta truthfully. Nice. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Well, thank you so much for coming out. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you having me on, especially under such short notice. <laughs> yeah. Logan Brown, comedian, Smith's Fallsian. Woo. N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Does this, is it still mean if I don't say it? If I say it in no, code, but I... It, but I, but if I say it in code, but I mean it, I want that on my grave. Comedian Smith's Falsian N word. He was a real N word. Just fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> bye bye, folks. This has been Smith's Falls on episode nine with Logan Brown. Your timing was perfect because you paused for just the right amount of time. Where I was like, "Oh, I wonder if that's the that's the end of the," and then you're just like, "N word." <laughs> oh. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Logan was great to have on the show. Thanks again, Logan. You can go check him out at Bowie's on November 7th, Comedy Night, Sunday Night Comedy. Thanks again to our sponsors, The Arts Hub, who have a workshop coming up on November 20th, a sewing workshop. If you've been looking to dust off that machine and finally figure out how to use it, Arts Hub, they got you covered. And of course, Northwood Music, bringing great local music to your ears, northwoodmusic.ca. Thanks for tuning in so much. Take care, Smith Falls, and be well.